Hey everyone, it's me, Andy. And I'm Sean. And this is the Commander's Brew. This week, Calamax's Eleven. Hey everyone, welcome back. It's episode 249 of the Commander's Brew. Uh, we're back. Here we are. How's everything going? Good. We took a week off last week. Uh, we didn't record two weeks week. ago because we we actually posted the episode that we had in right that we had ready, right? So we because we right. had one, then we took a week off, and so actually we're getting this one two weeks off. But it was last week that we didn't record something. Right. Right. <laughs> I get yeah. confused because we record sometimes a couple at once. And yeah, like exactly. Offset, but uh, it's been a crazy week, Andy. Um, yeah, it's been a crazy couple of weeks for sure. Crazy couple of weeks. Um, we have not recorded since uh, the big Black Lives Matter movement has begun. I mean, it has begun a long time ago. Uh, this hashtag started a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but it is. It's 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 sad that it's it has to keep going because. Society doesn't learn. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say, I'll say personally, yeah, there's a lot of learning to be done and about living in a society that is built on white supremacy and it's becoming very clear and it probably should have been clear a long time ago. But as magic content creators, I'm very privileged to get to do this, to play a game and make a podcast about it and, uh, you know, goof around about it. But I think one of the things I we need to do is amplify black voices. So and it's it, it you know, we tried to look for black content creators and it's tough because there aren't that many. And I know that, you know, I come from an, the improv world. We do improv together. And, you know, over the last while. Some of the theaters have been trying to be a bit more proactive, getting people of color on the stages. And, you know, it, you, if you, you need to see people like you doing different things to be inspired to do different things. Mm -hmm. um, to use the improv world as an example, it was predominantly a white male industry for a very long time, as are so many things. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make active moves to change it, then people who discover improv, who are people of color or women who are not represented, they think that's not for them. So if there's not enough people of color or black voices as content creators, you know, kids who are black or kids of color who just want to play the game, maybe they won't think you can be a content creator. And listen, if you're listening to this right now and it feels a little heavy because you just wanted to turn on your commander podcast and you wanted to just, you know, listen to a deck tech, listen to a funny, silly interview and stuff like that. Um, I think it speaks to the importance of all of this, that it is permeating so many parts of society, so many parts of our entertainment stuff that we would never think. Like when uh, we, we, we decided to take that week off to just, you know, because I think it's more important to look at other stuff. Uh, I wasn't sure how many other places were going to do it. And I was really happy to see that some of the biggest like content creators and people in magic also decided to do that. Um, and that just, it goes to show just how super important it is. This is like a real moment in time here that we're seeing, you know, these protests are, um, you know, they're, uh, they're unlike anything I've seen in my life. And obviously people older than us, Hey, they have seen this. If you go back to, the 60s and things like that but this is that's kind of the closest thing that, that we've seen in well we're from canada so it's it's um we, we we don't see the things on the same scale necessarily but we still have those problems here certainly and uh all that institutionalized racism is, is alive and well here as well so we're not you know immune from it no matter what some canadians want to tell you it's not true uh so it's it's important that you know us as north americans are all sort of paying attention to this movement and doing our best to amplify uh, the people's voices who are, you know, out there pushing for the changes. Right. And so we're taking our little corner of the world, our little corner, uh, our, our small, you know, soapbox, which is a magic, the gathering commander 
podcast and YouTube show to do the little, the, you know, what we can to try to, to, to try and help things. So like if, if you are, uh, I don't know, like getting tired of this, uh, from, um, from hearing, hearing about it from, Oh man, can't you guys just do a podcast? Or if you're, Oh man, can't they just play their sport and be quiet about it? Can't they, you know, no. Right. We've and heard that people, before and you shouldn't and no one should. And if you're thinking that I urge you to rethink the reasons why people are doing this. It's, it's not to, to make us feel better. Uh, we're not doing it to try and look good. Like it's something that our friends and our families, uh, our coworkers, everything. It's all something that people we love have told us that they need from us. Uh, and it's something that obviously we don't want to see continue. So, you know, anyways, just, yeah. um, just, it's not know. a, if it, if it feels a bit heavy, that's okay. Yeah. I think like I'm, a, I'm a white person and I, I feel uncomfortable dealing with racism sometimes, but I'm learning that I can not feel uncomfortable because I don't have to deal with racism very often, but I'm learning that, you know, people in the black community don't get to turn off the uncomfortableness. Yeah. That's not a, that's a privilege that I have. Yeah. Um, I would encourage all of our listeners, if you're feeling uncomfortable, just be okay with that. That means you're learning. That means you're aware of something. So sit in it and learn some more. And I've got something for you. We're all magic fans here at the very least. Uh, go and listen to the color of magic podcast. Uh, it's a podcast uh, made by people of color, and they deal with magic issues, as we all do, but also from a point of view of players as people of color. And particularly, I would love for you to listen to episode 35. Please, You should pause us right now. Pause this. Go to the Color of Magic podcast. Listen, subscribe it tweet share it like that's part of it too it's not enough to just listen and say like i listened right amplify black voices listen to the podcast share it with other people and then come back and listen to us goof around about silly magic cards it's great it's a great it's a great podcast i've subscribed and i look forward to listening to the whole back catalog yeah awesome um yeah yeah man it's important stuff you know it's uh uh you, it's not that you can't ever expect to, you know, escape and, and get away from all the things happening in the world. But it's like there's there are times when you just should try your best to stay focused on it, you know. Um, and I think that that's uh, I think that's pretty important. So, you know, it's it's nice to be able to trust me. I, I was uh, I've been doing a lot of dishes during the pandemic. Uh, you got to doing a lot more cooking at home. So I'm doing a lot of dishes. So I'm listening to a lot of podcasts. And trust me, there's there was a there was a, a, a couple days there where it was like no one's putting out their podcast because of everything. And I was just like, poof, what am I going to listen to? So then I just I had I was like, you know what? This is the perfect opportunity to seek out and listen to uh, the types of shows uh, that are going to be talking about this. Right. Talking about these issues and stuff like that. So that's what I ended up doing. So, you know. There you go. So hopefully we can all sort of educate ourselves and and um, and then start putting a little work in, like you know, donations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, is listen to the people when they tell you what's helpful because they you know um, they're telling you the truth. Okay. Well. Um, so the, the, yeah, thanks yeah. for listening. Uh, thanks for thinking about it. Um, if you ended up fast forwarding because you weren't comfortable with that, I, I will urge you to go back and just just give it a listen and just sit with that discomfort. Um, yeah, if you like us, but, if you like the show that we make, like I, if it would think about listening to it, think about think about hearing the reasons why it's important. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we so thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks for. You know, we love listening. It's a great community. Let's make it stronger together yeah. by truly including everybody for real this time. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, like, you, thank you for listening. The people have donated uh, through patreon.com slash commandersbrew. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Um, 
Thank you to anyone who goes through the show notes. There's a link to TCG Player. You can buy cards through that link to the, this deck or any other cards you want to search for. That helps us out. Um, and of course, if you're in Canada, we teamed up with the Wizard Tower. We have a coupon code for you to get an actual discount on Magic cards if you are singles. So let's hear an ad from them now. We're proud Canadian podcasters, and we're proud to be sponsored by the Wizards Tower, wizardtower.com, one of Canada's premier card stores. Canadian listeners get an exclusive coupon code, BREWICORIA, to get 5% off any order of singles shipped to you for free, as long as you've ordered $15 or more in singles. And you can check out our deck list for this week's episode and other episodes we've done on their content site, mtgcanada.com. See you there! All right, great. Uh, so what do you say we, um, let's move into the uh, commander interview for this week. Uh, I would love to, but I do have to split for like 10, 15 minutes. Man, you haven't been here for the last like four of these. What's going I on? I know, I know. Um, it's been a while so, since you've done a commander interview. What, yeah. No, I, my I don't think we've ever time. done one together. You know, you might be right. So I'll try not to like, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to get my steps in and, uh, I'm meeting someone from Craigslist uh, to talk about a paper shredder. Hey, you know what? <laughs> These are your priorities. You know, I, I, who yeah. am I to judge? Yeah. Who am I to judge the priorities of, of one Sean Tavares? Uh, okay. So, well, th- uh, thanks for giving me the heads up on that. Um, we will get to the interview, uh, uh, our, our, our interview that we've, we've, we've already recorded. <laughs> right after this <laughs> hey everyone uh welcome back it's the uh it's time for our commander interview today uh with me all the way from icoria is uh professor h professor thank you very much for joining us here today commander's brew yes thank you for having me andy Professor Charles Horatio but you can call me professor h mutant expert Oh, okay. Mutant expert. So, uh, sort sort of, um, tell us a little bit about what you do, uh, over on Ikoria, uh, Professor. Sure. Let me start at the beginning. Okay. I was born in Ikoria as a human boy, hmm. living my normal life until a wolverine mauled my legs off, and then I had to just get prosthetics, and now I decided to educate young mutants for Professor Horatio's School for Gifted Mutants. I, and what are, I mean, we have a similar story to this on Earth. I, I'm sort of recognizing some parts of it. But um, tell us a bit about the these mutants you uh, teach. Like, are they people? Like, what, what's happening there? Well, they're mutants. Right. Um, so it's very difficult. Let me just say that this is a, I did not choose this path this path chose me because it is it is not easy to train a wolverine i was trying to get wolverine on the team um wolverines don't they're they're not uh they don't they're not team players they don't like to do what you want them to do so uh very difficult very difficult to deal with wolverines right and i mean i think the wolverine i know from the set is not even a mutant it's just a Angry Wolverine that hits you twice if you have a bunch of spells in your graveyard. Oh, yes. Well, of course, the spell, spell eater Wolverine. But just yeah. in general, Wolverines, like some of them got too close to crystals. I'm always hanging out near crystals to see if maybe I can spot the mutants before they, you know, get too mean, too <laughs> right. aggressive. So have you seen a mutate? Have you seen a mutation happen in front of you ever? Never with my eyes. Um... You know, I can't hang around the crystals too long because, I, you know, that's why my hair all fell out. Oh. I had a full head of hair, but get too close to a crystal, boom, bald. None of the beard fell out, though. Hey, that all stayed in there. This is a wig, a, a beard wig. <laughs> You're wearing a, be- a beard wig. Yes. Okay. I mean, strange that you would only wear a beard wig, but not a normal wig. Well, you know, it's easier when they put the hat on or hat off. You know, the the main wig gets mixed up. Plus, I think this looks pretty cool. Hey, you look great, honestly. So I, you, you know, I don't mean to judge. Um, Have so... you ever tried to tame a storm, Andy? <laughs> no, I've never tried to tame a storm. No. Well, around here, the storms are full of sharks. Yes, and they getting are. Getting in the middle they? of that one, it's it's ooh, that's a that's a 
that's a story for a, for a time there. Uh, very difficult, very difficult life I've led. Lots of injuries. I was in a coma for two weeks because of that one. Let me ask you, um, have you ever uh, encountered like uh, really big, like kind of humanoid creatures, but they're not humans? Uh, maybe like, a, well, I don't know, like a cyclops, for example? <laughs> yes, a one-eyed monster. Yes, uh, yeah. technically more of a monster, but you know, what's sure. the difference between a monster and a mutant? Some would say a mutant is a normal animal that went too close to the crystals and became a mutant. They mutated. <laughs> sure, yes. But I think a cyclops could count, maybe. You could mutate onto a cyclops. Yes, uh, this is true, as long as they're not humans. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay, wow. Uh, so, I mean, um, how many students do you have at your school? And, like, yeah, just how many students do you have there? Sure. So, uh, on record, I have uh, 15 students mm -hmm. in my school for gifted young mutants. Okay. However, none of them acknowledge the school mm. or can communicate in any right. meaningful way with me. Yeah, I had a, I had a feeling about this, you know. I uh, Because but I know the, for my, a fact my that... My door is always open. <laughs> yeah, my door no... is always open. Oh, I, I'm sure. But I, cause I, I, I had a feeling because I, I know for a fact that you cannot mutate onto humans. Like, humans yes. can't be mutants, by definition, kind of? This is true. We um, are different. Yes. But I think we're all the same, though. That's part sure. of it. So, are the, so like, um, take us through a normal day at the at Professor H's school for mutants. Like, take us through a day here. Sure. So, I, I set my alarm. I wake up at about 5.30 a.m. Okay. Um, maybe I hit the snooze once or twice. It's pretty know, early. I'm only human, after it's all. pretty early. And, and then I go into the shower and I close my eyes real tight and I pray that I can develop telekinesis for about four hours. <laughs> so, yeah, let's just cover this again just real quick. You are not a mutant. You. Oh, no. no you no, had no, your no. legs knocked off by a, by a Wolverine and um, you now have prosthetics. Some have accused me of not understanding how animals are and yeah. that i'm very stupid to continue to try this but those are just the haters those. yeah I, did, I would never say that so so anyways no. you're, you're in the shower just hoping you can communicate with these monsters in your school right my philosophy is that we can all have telekinetic powers we just have to unlock them so if i can think the right thought to unlock them uh, maybe this would work. This is partly why I'm trying to traumatize myself all the time. If I can find the right way to get traumatized, I'll unlock my telekinetic powers. That's <laughs> like, uh, you might unlock your spark is maybe what you're going you for. You know there. what? Great idea. You know, <laughs> I, you know, I, I know a guy who knows a jellyfish who <laughs> knows Lutri. So like, you know, maybe... Lutri can point me, you know, maybe, maybe Vivian, maybe Lutri knows Vivian. I don't know. I, you know what? I mean, it's worth a shot. You might as well reach out. It doesn't hurt to ask, right? Sure. Um, Professor H, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a real honor to have you here. Thank and you. And I, 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 I gotta say it's, it must be very inspiring for all of the creatures Especially the like sort of sentient um, non-human creatures like elves and oh uh, yes, elves, you know, the druids, dryads. Uh, yeah, all of those folks who have been mutated into giant beasts, mm -hmm. um, you know, and like cat nightmare things. Like, like, mm -hmm. do do those people still have a, a voice? Do those people still are they able to like communicate when they're turned into those these like nightmare? beast you know leviathans oh, or whatever yeah quite well quite well uh i know someone who was an elf who okay. got mutated onto with a squirrel nightmare horror eagle um <laughs> okay. but they but they just like they're they're just kind of a extra tall elf but they can fly and they can read your mind and manifest your darkest fears in front of you and give it form oh, wow. um you know, it, it, I I don't I I don't I can't, I'm gonna say I don't enjoy that that <laughs> they you know walk by and keep doing that to me and like one day though one day I'll get my revenge on everybody. Whoa, wait, <laughs> hold on! You know you're gonna get revenge on people? I thought you were trying oh, to help yes. them. Yes. Yes. Are you trying I mean, to help you them know, out? Like 
classic, you know, it's a, some people would say this is a classic story, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, I'm planning to be the biggest supervillain on Ikoria. Oh, wow. So you, and you've really just announced it here. So, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that going into this. I thought Should have been were... nicer to be Wolverines. I, I'm so sorry. I did. I thought you were trying to help, um, the mutants. Uh, it did seem. Well, like I mean, that I'm trying course. to absorb their powers so I could become the biggest mutant of them all. I see. I see what's happening now. I've been duped a little bit. I've been duped. Your publicist didn't say any of this. Your publicist didn't say that this is what your plan was. So I'm, you know. No, probably because my publicist is an eel. Yeah, you know what? It was just I did just receive a piece of paper with seawater and a lot of slime on it, and mm-hmm. like some. I guess they were eggs. Um, Ooh, that's that's wonderful. I, I should really get them some flowers. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that's their way of telling you uh, that they're having babies. OK, uh, well, Professor H, is there anything you want to say before we is we do have to go? Um, OK, you've, you've already told everyone you're going to be a supervillain, so I can't imagine what you could say, but I'll give you a little time here at the end. Uh, please join me if you are at all a mutant or have telekinetic powers. Join my team while you still can. Because uh, <clears throat> once once things turn south, I'm not going to spare anybody. Whew, wow. Uh, Last chance. Uh, chilling vision of things to come. Uh, thank you very much, Professor H. Uh, hopefully, hopefully you take it easy on some people. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much to Professor H for being with us. Uh, Sean, it was a wild interview, honestly. I... I didn't know what he was even here for, really. Uh, his publicist reached out to me and said he wanted to make uh, like an announcement, wanted to talk about mutants. So I, th- I thought, you know, something with Ikoria. But it was uh, the fact that he did want to be a supervillain. He wanted to turn himself into a supervillain. So oh, he used yeah. our show for that, for that announcement. Should we not air that interview then? Oof. Could be a problem. Uh, we'll talk to our editor. We'll talk to our say. editor. Yeah, our editor, who is me and you. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, okay. uh, let's let's move on to uh, today's deck deck. Yes. Hey everyone! Thanks for watching the Commander's Brew right here on YouTube. Uh, you know what to do if you want to help us out: subscribe, comment. That stuff is all uh, all super 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 helpful. And if you want to get involved directly and help donate, you can go to patreon.com slash commanders brew. And it really does help us be able to continue to make the show. Uh, we simply wouldn't be able to have existed for this long without it. So thank you so much to all of our patrons. Uh, you can get over there and jump in our discord uh, if you become a patron and uh, and help us brew the decks that we're making and, and contact uh, us directly as we're doing it. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Patreon.com slash commanders brew. OK, we're going to get into today's deck deck now. Sean, we have a... Uh, a very fun theme, a very fun deck this week. Yes. This week's deck uh, is Calamax's Eleven. So Calamax the Storm Sire from Commander 2020. One green, blue, red. So it's a teamer commander. Costs four. It's a four-four. It's a legendary elemental dinosaur. Whenever you cast your first instant spell each turn, if Calamax the Storm Sire is tapped copy the spell you may choose new targets and whenever you copy an instant put a plus one plus one counter on calamax so just from a technical point of view you can attack with calamax and then cast an instant before blockers or after blockers to copy it get that plus one plus one and this works for the first spell of each turn so if you're able to you can cast a new instant on every player's turn before you untap and get a copy on every one of those turns Mm. Uh, so that's the technical thing but style wise calamax is a cool dude who's going to assemble the a crack team of creatures (laughs) to pull off a Las Vegas heist greater than any has ever seen. This is Calamax's Eleven, and also primed for a couple of sequels by adding one creature every time, <laughs> turning into Calamax's Twelve or Calamax's Thirteen. And then That's doing the a, theme. And then reducing it to eight, yes. uh, and it's only women. Great. Yes, yes, yes. That's sort of the premise. So <laughs> we're going to attack. We're going to cast instants on the turns. We're going to double them up. Uh, and then just to give you a quick little taste, some of the basic tools for the job, you know, for the, the, the heist job, they're all copyable, they're all instants, they're all veggies. Start you off with Harrow, 
two and a green for an instant as an additional cost, sacrifice a land. But once you've paid that cost, when you copy it, you don't need to pay that again. So then we're going to search your library for up to two basics, put them into play untapped, and then shuffle your library. So we're going to get four basics for the cost of three mana and getting rid of one of them. So we're going to get rid of the one we tapped, but we'll have four untapped mana after that. That's going to help us cast spells on future turns to get more. Or maybe commence the end game. Four blue blue, instant, can't be countered. Draw two, then amass X, where X is the number of cards in your hand. So, you know, amassing just means create a zombie token and put plus put as many plus one plus ones as there are amasses. Which basically, there's not a ton of amass in the deck, so I think this might be the only one. You would end up with a, if you have six cards in your hand after you draw two, you get a six six zombie army token. And if you... Oh, copy you would it. copy it. So, yeah. so, so you, yeah, so yeah, the way it would work is you each would resolve in a row. So you would draw two and create a zombie army, and then draw two more, and then create an even bigger zombie army. But you can't make a second zombie army. All the counters have to go on the same one. So you'll just get one gigantic zombie army token. There's There's been a few times when I've been playing on Arena or something where I forget that. Yeah. I'm like, great, this thing amasses one. So does this thing, so does this thing. It's like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, it just puts counters on after you have that first one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so shall we get into some of the neat moves? Working on a neat moves. Andy, sometimes attacking isn't safe, so what do we got to protect from that? Well, we need to, we want to keep uh, our Calamax tapped, so that way when we cast those instants, they do get uh, copied. So Cultivator's Caravan is a great one, and Ashanta Bear's favorite, as we all know. Uh, three colorless for the for the vehicle. It's five five. Of course, it's an artifact. You tap it to add one mana of any color to your mana pool, and you crew it for three. Uh, which you know, it's been a while since we had the vehicle mechanic. But what it means is that you can tap any number of creatures you control with power three or more, and then that the vehicle turns into a, an artifact creature until the end of turn. But you can crew it for more, just so that like just again in case we're talking to anybody who you know is not super up on the vehicle uh, way that works. Cause you know, it doesn't come up all that often to be honest, but um, you're also allowed to crew it. If it's already been crewed, you can exactly. re-crew it. <laughs> keep crewing it. So keep, you know, that that's one, that's going to be one way we can tap down um, Calamax smugglers. Copter is another vehicle. That's going to help us do that Two mana for the three, three uh, flying uh, when it attacks or blocks, you may draw a card. And if you do discard a card, the crew is only one on this one. And we also have a, uh, Oh, wait, is this it? Yes, yeah. uh, Honor Worn Shaku. Three uh, generic again for an artifact that says tap, add one generic to your mana pool, but also says tap an untapped legendary permanent you control to untap Honor Worn Shaku. This is easily the best uh, mana rock, I think, to accompany a creature, a, a commander that you want tapped or that you want to untap. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but this is like a, a worn power stone that does not come into play tapped in that case. If you already have your commander up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Tapping your commander does not require like it doesn't have to. It can be summoning sick. You're allowed to get it tapped that way. Exactly. Because it's the cost. Yeah. Great. Um, so these are some of the ways we're going to get Calamax tapped. Uh, these are some of the ways we're going to kind of go through. Smugglers, copters, especially good to throw cards away into the graveyard to kind of do that looting. Uh, but before we get you to the team, how do we get the team? How, do, how does Calamax or George Clooney assemble <laughs> the 11? Um, so mainly through Mass Polymorph, 5 and a blue, Sorcery, Exile All Creatures You Control, then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal that many creatures, put them all into the battlefield, and shuffle the rest into your library. Similar to this, Synthetic Destiny, for blue-blue. This one's an instant. Exile all creatures you control. At the beginning of the next end step, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal that many creatures, blah, 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 same business. The timing's a little bit different, and we have to make sure we've at least cast another spell before this if Calamax is tapped, because right. the Calamax copying is not a may. We do not want to copy Synthetic Destiny, <laughs> if possible. <laughs> uh, 
actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, because they don't come back right away, we can copy it because the second instance will exile zero creatures. Yeah, it doesn't even so, do anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, that's fine. Never mind. It works. It works perfectly. Perfect. Um, that's how we're going to. That's how we're going to assemble the team. But you might be thinking, wait a minute, we can't sack like the the eleven to get the eleven. That doesn't make sense. How do we get them? Decoys. D. Coys. We want to get some tokens and then we want to turn them into our 11. Starting with Cobra Trap. Four green green for an instant trap. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, does this count as a different type no. when it's in the graveyard? No. no it, it's a subtype. It's a subtype. It's like, it's like arcane, I guess, right? Like, it's like arcane or like creature types don't count as being different. Yeah. All creatures. This is an instant type, which I guess is just rare. You just don't see that too often. Yeah. That's why it seemed weird to me. Anyways, uh, Cobra Trap. Yeah, six mana. It's an instant. It's a trap. If a non-creature permanent under your control was destroyed this turn by a spell or ability an opponent controlled, you may pay a single green rather than pay uh, the mana cost. Put four 1-1 one, one green snake creature tokens onto the battlefield. I love this because it works doubly well with... Uh, Cal uh, Calibax being an instant and all that obviously is very nice. Uh, and even I guess you know in a pinch you're paying six mana and perhaps getting it copied is not is is not that bad. You get eight one ones like six mana for that's not that bad. Yeah, I'm gonna hold this up and hope that someone wants to destroy something that happens a lot. And if I can mm -hmm. pop this off for green, amazing. But if I've got nothing better to do, I'll pay the full six to get eight snakes. Yeah. Uh, and to keep in mind, it must be destroyed by a spell or an ability an opponent controlled. You can't sacrifice mm -hmm. it or something. Right. Uh, next, we have Artifact Mutation. I've, I've, I've seen these in my rare binder recently. There's two of them. There's a green, white one, and there's a red, green one. And I'm both and at both times, I'm like, hey, these are really good in token decks. So uh, it's time to start using them. Artifact Mutation is green, red for an instant. That says destroy target artifact. It can't be regenerated. Create X 1-1 one, one green sapperling creature tokens where X is that artifact's converted mana cost. Against an, It doesn't even have to be against an artifact deck. You're always going to find an artifact to kill with something like this. And you're probably going to find a pretty good one. Finding one we between... Exactly. So And, and finding uh, an artifact or two between four and six mana, like at least there's even ones that so, some that are larger than that, but that's not that hard. Even three, even from three to like five, you're going to be able to find something and hit it. And that's pretty good rate. Two mana instant. They lose a permanent. You gain five of them or, you know, whatever the number is pretty sweet. Yeah. For two mana, I'm happy to take away two signets and get four sapperlings. That's fine. Absolutely. And uh, uh, for the record, the green-white one does the same thing, with, but with enchantments. Uh, Predator's Howl is the last one here where it's three and a green. It's an instant. Put a 2-2 green wolf creature token onto the battlefield. It has morbid. Uh, put three 2-2 green wolf creature tokens on the battlefield instead if a creature died. So if you hit this up with Kalamax, a creature has died. You're putting six 2-2 wolf tokens out for four mana. Not At instant speed, not bad. Right. So, I mean, this deck, it can get pretty explosive with the tokens. Like, we're running things like Beastmaster, Ascension. So, like, sometimes you feel like, oh, I've got more than seven tokens. I'll just attack and mm -hmm. swing at you for, like, 50 or so. Uh, that is definitely, like, the uninteresting prequel to the movie Calamax 11 <laughs> that sometimes happens. Uh, but once we get to 11, we'll 10, because Calamax, unfortunately, will give up their own existence for this to happen. Oh, wow. Uh, that's just the way these polymorph spells work. You got to exile everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, you can't save Calamax. Uh, but let's talk about the 11. These are these are these are what bring puts butts in seats at the movie theater. These are the, the Hollywood elite. I just want to have you. So, so, OK, never mind. My question has been answered. I was going to be like, have you gone through and assigned like who's the Brad Pitt? Who's yeah. the yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort Scott of. Is that his I, name? Well, I fudged it a little bit. Okay, uh, all right. okay but, but I generally speaking, um, let's talk about our first agent, our haste specialist. Ooh. This is Ogre Battle Driver, two red red, Ogre Warrior, three three. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, that creature gets plus two plus zero oh, and gains haste until end of turn. All of these effects put all of the creatures out at the exact same time, so we get to stack these triggers however we want. So we'll make sure that Ogre Battle Driver gets down, and then every other creature 
is seen by that. So every other creature will get haste and plus two plus O from this. If it wasn't obvious, I don't know if I said this, there are only 11 other creatures in this deck. So we will hit these 11 if we polymorph these. Right, so so the 11 are, or I guess it's 10 plus Calamax, you said, right? No, there's 11 creatures okay, so beyond Calamax. I see, okay, so there's 11. So they are the only creatures. So you 100% yes. will hit them if you have enough things. Yes. Like okay, great. Yes, and some of you may be thinking, like, I can think of situations where you won't hit them. Don't worry, we got you covered. <laughs> so... Uh, so would you say that this is the Carl Reiner of the group or No, this I mean <laughs> I don't not. I don't have all the names of them all, but like so we have a haste specialist, we have one backup haste specialist in Cyclops of Eternal Fury, four red red, five three creatures you control have haste. That's I know. that's what it does. This is Scott Kahn, Casey Affleck right here. This is this is the the two guys. Well, they I think there's tandem. a better pair. Oh, there there's is. A better okay, pair sorry. I'm, jump, I'm just yeah. excited about this part of it. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm jumping They won't all much. have clean analogs to the movie, but some of them do. Well, listen, uh, Andy. If, if there's 11 of them. We're going to make it work. <laughs> okay. Uh, Andy, who's the who's who's up next? Uh, next. We... <laughs> Let's see the notes here, because maybe you said who it is. No. Oh, okay. We got to have the lookout. You got to have your guy who's looking out. Uh, making sure that the cops aren't wise to anything and that people aren't coming. Well, uh, this would be our our. This is the dweeby uh, guy who's running the the surveillance. The the hacker guy. Archetype of endurance. Six green green six five enchantment creature boar. Creatures you control have hexproof. See, he's doing the protection, take, making sure people are safe. Creatures your opponents control lose hexproof and can't have or gain hexproof, meaning that you are not only building your own defenses, you are lessening theirs. You are that guy, and his name is, I can't find it, I'll find it when Sean's talking. Okay. Uh, uh, he's the guy who's at the hotel room, making sure everyone's safe, letting them know who's around the corner, and he is hurting the defenses of the casino because he's telling he's telling them false information. He's telling them the wrong things. When someone calls, they try to call 911. When Carl Reiner's faking the heart attack, guess what? <laughs> they called the archetype of endurance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got to have some muscle. I think this is probably a good uh, mm -hmm. Scott Kahn, uh, okay. Casey Affleck. Okay. Uh, we got Chancellor of the Forge, mm. four, red, 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 for a 5-5 five, five giant. Uh, as a bonus, you may reveal this card from your opening hand at the beginning of the first upkeep if you have it. And if you do, you start the game with a 1-1 red goblin creature token with haste. Uh, that's great for tokens, but hopefully that's not going to happen. We're going to make this part of the 11. So when Chancellor of the Forge enters the battlefield, put X 1-1 red goblin creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures you control. We're going to trigger this one late in the game so it sees all of the creatures. The 11 plus any tokens that also the cousin of this one, Deep Forest Hermit, brought with it. Three green green for an elf druid. Uh, when Deep Forest Hermit enters the battlefield, create four 1-1 one, one green squirrel creature tokens. And squirrels you control get plus one plus one. It also has vanishing three. So at the beginning of your upkeep, you're going to remove a vanishing counter. But we're hoping to win the game. That shouldn't matter. Right. Casey Affleck has a more famous brother, Ben Affleck. Uh, same Chancellor Forge has a bigger token maker in Avenger of Zendikar. Oh. So you're pro you're probably going to run that one if you have the budget for it. But Chancellor Forge does just fine as the budget version. See, I think it's the other way around here. Now hear me out. Okay. So I think that Chancellor of the Forge is Scott Kahn. Okay. Because his father, James Kahn, much more like different type of actor, uh, came uh, before him much bigger. Deep Forest Hermit has, what's the other one? What's the old one? Uh, uh, Hermit Druid? Yeah. No, isn't that it? I, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, the other one that does this, that, 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 that the modern Horizons version is ripping off. Like, there's very similar, like Casey and Ben Affleck deranged hermit deranged hermit is ben affleck deep forest hermit is casey affleck sure sure that's fine <laughs> uh so so just to to, hey, to to recap cast your votes in the comments and let us know <laughs> to recap we've put a bunch of tokens onto the battlefield uh they all have hex proof and we've given all of them plus two plus oh and haste uh so that's what's going on so far um do you want to take the next roll oh yeah for sure uh so 
now I talked about the tech guy, and I mean that was me because the look because in the movie the lookout and the and the sort of tech guy are all the same person. But I had this to we, fudge it a little bit. <laughs> you gotta fudge it a little bit. Okay, listen. Uh, sure, in Ocean's Eleven we had Eddie Jemison playing Livingston Dell, who played both of those parts. But currently we are gonna split it up, and Siege Behemoth is our hacker. Five uh, green green seven four hex proof. I know this is one bulky beefy hacker. Uh, but as long as Siege Behemoth is attacking for each creature you control, you may have that creature assign its combat damage as though it weren't blocked meaning that it is getting into the system we are yeah. we're getting in there we no firewalls no walls of any type it doesn't matter how many walls you have no we're getting we're, we're getting in we're sneaking in and uh see i would say this represents maybe the um, the sneaky guy who, who is uh the guys in the box the little asian guy oh oh he hides in the safe or whatever uh Yen, the his acrobat name in the in the movie, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah, sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. guy who's in the circus, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, we also have a master of disguise. Okay, great. Vizier of many faces, mm. two blue blue shapeshifter cleric. You may have vizier of many faces enter as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except if it was embalmed. That has. The token has no mana cost. It's white and it's a zombie, and you can embalm it for three blue blue, but. So we have the option now of making the vizier enter as any one of our team, or if for some reason someone on the battlefield has someone else who would be a useful addition to the team that maybe would pump up the team or do something useful, we can make the vizier become that creature instead. So we got a little bit of flexibility, mm -hmm. but all things being equal, uh, I think we probably want to make them another Chancellor of the Forge to get even more tokens on the battlefield. Mm, nice. Uh, you know, we've we've split this role into two. Let's do it. Let's put it right into three because we need <laughs> a dedicated surveillance only person. And that's Andre's Forerunners. <laughs> Five green, green, green for the 7-7 seven, seven boar, the Vigilance Trample Haste. When it enters the battlefield, other creatures you control get plus two, plus two, and gain vigilance and trample until the turn. This is our impression of a crater hoof that we have found to be, honestly, pretty much just as good. Uh, yeah, if you have a crater hoof or the budget for one, sure, throw yeah. that one in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Enrace Foreigners does a very nice impression, and and if you have enough creatures, it 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 just is the same thing. Uh, yeah, this is uh, like I said, this is just a this is just a does a great impression of that, and it just ends the games. So this pair coming up is where we get a little wild here. This this is this is a wild pair, not the card wild pair. Right. But so think of it this way. Grozoth is on the team. Okay. Six, blue, 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 defender, nine, nine. Being defender sucks, but hear me out. When Grozoth comes into play or enters the battlefield, you may search your library for any number of cards that have converted mana cost nine. Reveal them. Put them into your hand, and if you do, shuffle your library. You can pay four to have Grozoth lose Defender until end of turn. So if we've got the mana to do it, we can also add Grozoth to the attacking team. Uh, you can also transmute Grozoth for one blue-blue by discarding Grozoth. And then when you do, you search for any card with converted mana cost nine, because that's Grozoth's converted mana cost. So keep that in mind while we team up with Green Warden of Mirasa. Four green green. It's an elemental 5-4. When it enters the battlefield, you may return target card from your graveyard to your hand. And when Green Warden dies, you may exile it. And if you do, you also get to return a card from your graveyard to your hand. The reason I want you to think about Grozoth is Grozoth searches your library for something that costs nine. If that thing we want to search for ended up in the in the graveyard green warden can get it out of the graveyard so as long as it's not in exile if it's in their library or if it's in the graveyard we will get to have blasphemous act in our hand which is a nine mana sorcery that as we all know does 13 damage to each creature but costs one less for each creature on the battlefield so we will surely be able to cast it for a single red if we have one mana left over uh, again as long as it's not exile those two together will put this in our hand some way and it all rolls in with the most famous Ocean's Eleven, who has got to be Brad Pitt, and he take it away. <laughs> it's bigger. Three green, green, green for the Elemental Incarnation. It's a 6-6 six, six with Trample. If uh, damage would be dealt to another creature you control, prevent that damage, put a plus one, plus one counter on that creature for each 
one damage prevented this way. When Vigor is put into a graveyard from anywhere, you shuffle it into its owner's library. So yeah, you get a big team out there and you and you uh, you, you have your Vigor out and then guess what? <laughs> Blasphemous Act not only destroys your, your opponent's board, probably 99% of their creatures, but uh, it also massively pumps your team kills your vigor but your vigor does go back into the graveyard for to be to possibly i mean i don't i don't think you need it anymore after that anyways no. <laughs> you should probably win at this point but yeah your your team gets pumped uh 13 damage is dealt uh and instead it gets turned into 13 counters i mean also like vigor is not legendary so if vizier of many faces also becomes a vigor they'll each protect each other uh, and they'll still be around to get a double each one will put 26 plus one plus encounters on all of your other creatures who now have hexproof who have trample and vigilance from Android's forerunners who have haste from our haste specialists who also have been pumped up by plus two plus oh if that matters as well so uh, all so all you need in this deck is to get one mass polymorph out if you have 11 tokens is that yes. is that right however what if we draw these creatures early because yes. while we're playing, we're drawing cards. What if we draw our Vigor early? Yes. Um, I mean, this is part... Like, Vigor is a great example because with Smuggler's Copter, for example, we can just pitch Vigor and it gets shuffled back in automatically. Vigor doesn't live in the graveyard, right. so that's easy. But mm -hmm. these other ones could. Mm -hmm. We have a little bit of redundancy, so maybe you can do the math in your head and realize, I don't need all of these, but we want all of them. So we've definitely put in a bunch of stuff to help with that. Uh, to just get them out of our hand. They're no good in our hand. So we're running cards like Frantic Search, which is an instant, two and a blue. Draw two cards, discard two cards, untap up to three lands. We're going to double that with Calamax. So we're really going to draw four, discard four, so we can for sure dump anything that goes through our hand into the graveyard. We're also running Faithless Looting, a single red for a sorcery to draw two cards and discard two cards. It has flashback, another way to discard cards, creatures we don't want. And then, Andy, take us away with what we're going to do with that graveyard. Well, you may be thinking, what good is throwing them in the graveyard going to do if we need to try and mass polymorph them out of our deck? Well, that's where you get something like Repopulate for one and a green. As it's an instant, shuffle all creature cards from target player's graveyard into that player's library. Now, it has cycling too as well. But I love this because if you, it doesn't lose um, value from the copying. Because if, co if you target yourself, which you going to want to do you also get to target someone else and clear their possible reanimator deck of all their creature cards in their graveyard which is great it's and a nice little I like answer repopulate anyway because like we have some redundancy in this mm -hmm. which andy you'll get to in a second but like i'm happy to fire off a repopulate early to just clear a graveyard if my opponent's about to abuse it with creatures totally it being instant speed is it makes it great for that uh, and we also have Felden's Cane, which is just a classic. One mana for the artifact. Tap, remove Felden's Cane from the game, also known as Exile nowadays. Uh, you mm -hmm. shuffle your graveyard into your library. You always get caught reading the the uh, the card and sell the Oracle. Yeah, so you just you just tap it, exile it, and uh, shuffle your great your entire graveyard into your library. So that's how we're gonna make sure the eleven are in the deck. To so as long as we got eleven tokens out or ten plus Calamax. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna hit though that you're gonna hit that group of of creatures. You're gonna hit end run end raise forerunners. You're gonna hit vizier. You're gonna hit siege behemoth. Yeah, like and Grozoth and Green Warden will find blasphemous act no matter where it ended up. That's right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> if, if we had to wrath early with the bus was like, no problem. Green Warden's going to get it later. How so how long would you say it takes to get to not only 10 tokens? Let's not, uh, you know, let's not pretend it's just the 10 tokens, but we also need to get the the, the, um, the polymorph and we need to get the, enough mana to make it happen. Sure. Getting the mana is easy because right. you just need to get to six. So we're just uh, ramping like a normal deck, kind of. We, you know, like you mentioned off the top, we've got like Harrow and stuff like that. Yeah, like well, like things like all of those instant tutors, like crop rotation, where it mm -hmm. finds one, but it'll find two for us. 
we're really leaning on those. Great. Um, all the draw. Uh, if you want to up this deck on budget, obviously you can up these creatures. Crater Hoof goes in. Um, Adventure of Zendikar goes in. We can really up that. Uh, you want to probably put an Urabrask in as your haste enabler. Right. Uh, so there's easy upgrades there. I mean, throw in a couple of tutors, a couple instant sorcery tutors to get your um mass polymorph spells that's the but there's also lots of draw like i, I mentioned all those draw spells where you're drawing two discarding true mm -hmm. this deck this deck calamax helps us get a ton of velocity so we'll find him we'll, we'll find him before too long very very cool mm -hmm. very, uh, and very then cool my favorite surprise and discovery that i want to highlight uh is the perfect card for this deck it's sprout swarm one in a green instant with convoke uh, so you can tap creatures to pay for the casting of the spell. The color that the creature is counts towards like the green on it. So you can you're allowed, the rules work. You're allowed to tap Calamax for the convoke, and now Calamax is tapped, so it will be copied. Uh, and you can buy it back for three, and you make a one-one green Saprling creature token. So for five mana, we get two Saprlings with Calamax tapped. But we're allowed to use those saplings because we've bought it back on another player's turn. And as long as we have three more mana, we can make two more saplings. Uh, so on a full turn cycle, as long as we've got enough creatures to keep buying this back, we can get two on our turn, two on the next player's turn, two on the next player's turn, two on the next player's turn. Then it's back to our turn. We made eight saplings with Sprout Swarm plus Calamax for one. There's nine creatures for your polymorph if you're ready, you're ready to go. Do you want to take the risk on just missing two? You can't miss the haste enablers, though. If you miss the haste enablers, it's pointless. <laughs> you say in, the, in that in that uh, example, you're only you're gonna only miss two of them. But what are the chances? You know what I mean. And that is if you're using mass polymorph. The other spell, which is instant. Well, I guess we wouldn't have been able to cast it on the, our opponent's end step because we're convoking sprouts. Right. Well, anyways, very cool. Uh, man, I love it. Um, and we, I couldn't have done this myself. Uh, I, I really want to thank the Discord helpers. We went in the tank on these 13 creatures, uh, helping us brainstorm them, uh, helping us find cheaper versions that we, you know, that were like, obviously Avengers Zendikar comes to mind first, but Chancellor of Forge is almost better in this deck for it. Uh, and it's cheaper. So just to name a few, I hope I got everyone clockwork 12. Seth, her first group, first group brew with us. Thanks for Seth. Neomaxis, Brave Sir Robin, Chiefy, Kydron, Doomfang, Sean, not me, another Sean, Papadio, Max Volume, Codester, and Lol What, who went every now and then like one of the one of the discord helpers will have like a vision and like lolwat has a whole other deck that's based on calamax through their suggestions with a lot of storming off and untapping lands and recasting spells so like that is a different deck but also very cool so if you are in our discord i'd just look through the sean's latest deck list to see lolwat's contributions Oh yeah, I did that though for the one I just brewed to you. Oh, uh, we'll we'll talk about that in a different yeah. episode. Yeah. Great. Uh, well, you know, we've talked about the helpers. We've uh, talked about our surprise discoveries. It's time for the budget report. This is where we take all the cards and we see which one of them are deserving of a sequel. And by sequel, we mean adding one to them, and that counts. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, what would be the one creature you'd add for the sequel? You think? julia roberts <laughs> yes good well she's in the original but yes okay perfect uh julia roberts the magic card yeah, um, yeah, yeah. where did this one come in at are we gonna this break the bank am i gonna spend too much money no. making this if you go to tcg player click our link in the show notes if you want to go look at this deck or other cards you can get this on the low for 40 bucks 40 dollars and 71 cents uh, that's you just the mean price. you just mean secretly, right? You're like on the low, you can get no, this for no, 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 no. If if you buy like the slightly played versions and the like, you know, you don't care about like pristine conditions and white border versions if that's available. Uh, the market value, if you want to get new new cards, uh, seventy five bucks, uh, which is still not bad. Uh, and it's kind of like we can probably even shave a bit more off of that. The most expensive card in the deck is Awakening Zone. Wow. Two and a green for the enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, you make a zero one colorless Eldrazi spawn token. You can sack it for a colorless. This is one of the best just token generators. It automatically gives you a token creature every turn. Uh, we're hoping not to spend it for mana, but 
if like we'll get to our 11 very easily with awakening zone out of here um yeah and that's like seven bucks seven bucks and close to that is the number two card which is blasphemous act which you talked about how important this one was so this is the one you might want to uh, spring for if you don't already own one or a couple of these uh they've been they they, they pretty regularly get reprinted though so like um uh we're due they, they, they are printed due, them yeah. in commander 2014 2016 2018 they skipped 2020 Burn. so i suspect they'll what? be back in 2021 yeah yeah so you know um Sometimes you can find them for in stores and stuff too, where people are still selling them for like kind of a, a lower price. I've seen that once or twice. Uh, so yeah, check it out. I mean, six six fifty. It's it's a pretty key card to the deck though. So this one you can kind of spring for. Um, and the deck is a bit of a combo deck, so yeah. I included Dig Through Time. It's the six blue blue instant with Delve, and you get to look at the top seven cards and put two into your hand. If you get to copy this off of Calamax, it's a very strong spell. You get to dig 14 deep and to pick four of them. We'll probably find whatever combo pieces we want. The rest go on the bottom, so we're going to avoid all the creatures of the 11. Uh, but unfortunately, it's almost six bucks. I think Pioneer has made yeah. it climb up a lot because uh, it's legal in Pioneer. It's a very good card. We're, we're also looting a bunch, so we can usually cast it for blue-blue. It's a great card, but it's six bucks. Uh, just under five and a half. It's, I think it, you could cut it if you wanted to. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about favorite cards. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the token makers that I like a lot, um, just in general, uh, is also just another way to win the game, oddly enough. It's Metallurgic Summonings. Really, really like this one. Um, oh, no, sorry. This is uh, 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 just in that the way you're like creating the tokens. I love it. Uh, three blue, blue uh, for the enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, create X an XX colorless construct artifact creature token where X is that spells converted mana cost. And then you can pay three blue, blue to exile uh, metallurgic summonings and return all instant and sorcery cards from your graveyard to your hand. Uh, and you can only activate this if you have six or more artifacts. So keep that in mind. But I love this because simply by casting your spells, you're creating like sometimes big tokens like we've co- like commence the end game is in this like that's a six mana spell that you're 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 getting us you're not only getting all the stuff like the, the the zombie rb uh you know you're also getting a six six construct like you can just win off of attacking with fat tokens it's true and like this <clears throat> if you can land this in the while you're developing all of those cards that dig you through your deck to help find your combo pieces start creating tokens incidentally as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my fave card, I'm going to... I don't know if we've talked about this one in a very long time. I'm going to talk about Bow of Nylea. One green green for a legendary artifact. Attacking creatures you control have death touch. Already very good if we have a ton of 1-1s. Like, I'm happy to send my team of 1-1s in even though they're just the decoys for the real 11 because what are you going to do, block them? Uh, I'm gonna, and then you've got four different abilities by paying one and a green and tapping. Uh, you can put a plus and plus encounter on a creature. Fine. You can deal two damage to target creature with flying. That's pretty good. Sometimes that you need to do that. That's nice to have. You can gain three life. Again, don't plan on using it a lot. But the one that I love the most is you can put four target cards from your graveyard on the bottom of your library in any order. So. If I've got a few of our 11 in there, I'm like, you know what? Pop them back in. They're going back on the bottom. So, like, when I do polymorph, I'll hit them. Up to four. So that's... Up to four, yeah. You don't have to pick four, but, like, yes, of course. Sure. Perfect. Love it. Well, wow. This is really... uh, This is exciting. This is an exciting deck that I would like to see someone play. It's it's, it's so fun. Like, is it fragile as heck? Yes. Uh, (laughs) If your opponent is like, hey, just, you know, do me a favor, exile the top five cards of your library, you start sweating. Because you're like, if this is, if you get, like, my haste creatures, like, this deck is, I mean, it doesn't do nothing, though. Like, that's the thing. It's got a fairly robust token engine with Calamax Mm -hmm. at the helm. So sometimes we don't need to do that plan. Like, we can just, if we get a Beastmaster Ascension, fine. Like, I'm just attacking with five fives or seven sevens the whole time anyway. Like, you don't want to see a Settle the Wreckage playing this deck. No, no you, do not. Do <laughs> you not. do not. But I mean, but but like, uh, yeah, right. If we'll settle the wreckage, uh, yeah, because we don't have hexproof, just our creatures have hexproof. Yeah, that would be a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want to see that, or that flash angel that I I end up really liking a lot in control. Sure, decks. sure. Anything that says do something to all attacking creatures, that's bad. But I love that stuff though. I love that that creates tension. That's what creates really fun games of commander. I yeah. love that stuff. To fairy's um, protection. 
doesn't work this deck <laughs> please don't please don't play that card <laughs> against this yourself. deck yeah uh i love it though this is really fun it's an all-in all or nothing yeah and you know yeah. what when you're when you're at the casino trying to rob uh the bellagio you gotta go all in <laughs> all right yeah. yeah great well uh that does it for this episode uh thanks everyone for listening um Really, really super fun deck this week. Uh, remember to go and uh, check out TCG Player if you're in uh, the United States, or I guess just anywhere outside of Canada, truly. Um, and uh, uh, follow our um, affiliate link, which is uh, located in the show notes of the audio show, as well as uh, in uh, below the video on YouTube. You can check it out there. Uh, and just click around in there. If you click through that link, you don't have to buy the card specifically from this deck. You can go anywhere else on the website, and it'll still uh, help support uh, Commander's Brew. And also, again, if you're in Canada, check out Wizard Tower, and you can use our coupon code uh, BREWICORIA, and um, and that'll help you get a little bit of a slice off on your on your singles. Uh, thanks again for everyone for watching and listening. Uh, we love you all very much. Thanks for your support. Black Lives Matter. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thanks for watching. If you love what we're doing, consider supporting the show by going to patreon.com slash commandersbrew. And if you want to get any of the cards from our deck list, go to our TCG Player affiliate link below. That helps us out too. And for a free way to help us out, consider sharing the show with some friends. Like and subscribe, add a comment or two. See you later. Bye.